The following program is sponsored by Channel Mom Media. The show made for moms and families. It's Channel Mom. My name is Jenny, and I'm a mom, but I once lived a more glamorous life as a TV reporter. I was on the nightly news interviewing pop stars and politicians. So when I left TV to become a full-time mother, I quickly found out what we moms are up against. Our world glorifies the rich and famous. For what? I say let's honor the moms who are raising this world's next generation. It's Channel Mom Radio with Jenny Dean Schmidt. We're here for you. Hey, welcome to Channel Mom. We are here for moms like you, and this is your show because there's not a lot out there for you. So we come to cheerlead you as best we can and give you advice and information. And here's the really cool thing. We've got another one of our special Mops on Channel Moms segments with the new CEO of Mops. And she's going to tell you one of the most incredible secrets to mothering by sharing one of the worst stories that she's been through. So we're honored to have Mandy Arioto today. She's coming up in just a second. She's got a brand new book called Starry-Eyed, Seeing Grace in the Unfolding Constellation of Life and Motherhood. And I know she's going to help you today. But first, we're going to touch on our brand new thing that we like to call Mom Memes on the Radio. And the meme today is from my very own life. I'm yelling back down the trail from the rugged land of raising teenagers to the crazy land of raising toddlers. I wrote down these words the other day, and I'm going to pass them on to the younger or middle-aged-ish mommies out there. I guess I'm still middle-aged, but to the moms younger than me in our audience. It's today's mom meme on the radio, and here's what I say. Hold on, mamas of toddlers. Hold on to your toddler and enjoy the days of innocence. Treasure the dirty hands and wet kisses. Camp in the land of scribbled drawings and teachable moments. Love those little ones hard while they'll let you it's gonna get harder and your love will hurt oh raising teens girl (laughs) we're gonna get right to our intro because mandy's coming up uh, with this wonderful mops segment Welcome to Mops on Channel Mom. We're an organization that brings moms together. As a tribe of women raising the next generation, we desperately need each other. That's why Mops connects moms all over the world to a community of women who meet together to laugh, cry, and embrace the journey of motherhood. You belong here. Hi, I'm Mandy Arioto, president of Mops International, here to welcome you to Mops on Channel Mom. Okay, she's here. We love her so much. She's done a lot on her... Young life, I always get mildly intimidated when she comes in because I think, oh my gosh, this girl could be my daughter. <laughs> um, she is Mandy Arioto. She's definitely not Japanese, but no. she's got that Japanese sounding name. She is CEO of Mops International and the author of a brand new book. It's so cool. It's coming out August 30th, coming up here in just a couple of days. It's called Starry-Eyed, Seeing Grace in the Unfolding Constellation of Life and Motherhood. And I'm having her on to give the ad- fabulous advice in the book. I've been going through it each night and, and getting some great stuff. You talk about the light and the darkness and that, that if we want to as mamas, we can be having a bad day or we can be going through something awful or our kids can be going something, through something awful. And if we're willing, we can figure out a way to discipline ourselves to find the good and the bad and the light and the dark. Absolutely. Um, 
I'm a little hesitant, I want to tell you, because mm-hmm. I feel like our society already overdoes the how awful mothering thing mm-hmm. is. And so moms aren't even attracted to being moms anymore. Mm-hmm. But I'm, I'm okay with saying, look, now that you're a mama, let's figure out a way to deal with this pain that's effective in your mothering. Let's, mm-hmm. let's love on your babies well and find the light for them, Totally. if nothing else. So, so tell us about what moms struggle with. You talk about a whole, kinds, a whole bunch of stuff in your book, and I'm going to throw a, a bunch of it at you, and you can just take what you want. You talk about our problems with fear, our problems with control, our problems with being exhausted and not feeling like we're enough, our shame triggers. So talk about the kind of what a mom can take out of all that to, to get beyond it or to find the light in all of that darkness. So one of my friends, Kelly Gray, she lives here in Denver. She's a therapist. She's been on the show. Oh, has she? Yeah. So one of my favorite stories that she tells is when she was in elementary school, they had all these animals that they brought to her classroom and they showed a black snake, which was common in Alabama where she grew, grew up. And the advice that the snake handler gave to all of the kids was when you see this in the cornfield, you don't run. You stop and you turn and you look at it straight in the eye. Because if you run, it'll chase you. But if you stop and turn and look at it, it'll run the other way. And I thought, what a great example of our shame and our control issues and our comparisons that when we stop and just kind of stare at it and acknowledge that it's there it's so freeing and suddenly when we say it and we put it out there and are honest about our feelings they dissipate in some way that they no longer have control over us and I think one of the best honest vulnerable things we can do is say out loud exactly the things that we're dealing with in the most honest way possible and it breaks their bondage and their hold over us that's good advice i've always liked the acronym for fear false evidence appearing real Mm. because it consumes us and and even if it's a big thing like someone's staring down cancer or whatever i think we we really do build it up to be more than it is in in some ways we can still find light we can still find hope we can still find peace if there's a God in heaven, we've got heaven. Right. You know? Right. Um, so, yeah, there are some things. So tell me, because you talk a lot to moms, and in the last show that you were on, we talked about how moms say two things. They're exhausted, and they feel like they are Not never enough. enough. Yeah, mm-hmm. never enough. I, I want you to use your pain to show moms how they can get through their own woe. Um, you have a story about your daddy and how it has prepared you to find light in the darkness. Tell us that story. Yeah, so when I was 20 years old, I was working away from home at a camp during the summer, and I got a call from my brother out of the blue, and he said, Mandy, something terrible's happened. And my dad had gone out for a run, had a heart attack, and died. He was 47 years old. And I walked in the door of my family home and found my brother lying on his back, like overcome by grief and the suddenness of my dad's passing. And to be honest, it sent me into a tailspin. He was so young, he was super healthy, and I didn't know what to do with this overwhelming sense of grief. And not only the grief that he was gone, but the grief that he and I, for a lot of years, had kind of a weird relationship, kind of a strained relationship. He couldn't tell me he loved me. His parents never gave him that gift, and so, 
Um, I remember laying in bed one night, and he thought I was asleep, and he'd come and tell me he loved me, whispered in my ear because he thought I, I was sleeping. He couldn't say it to me oh, in person. Yeah. And so we had just this interesting relationship that I really had to work through after losing him. And then shortly after his death, I met Joe, my husband, and a year later we had this beautiful wedding. And there was a moment where I was about to walk down the aisle, and the grief of not having my dad there to walk me down the aisle was overwhelming. And it's just framed and shaped so much of my life and my parenting experiences, losing my dad that young, and given me a different perspective on pain and loss and how there are good things that can be learned and experienced in the midst of the, of the hurt and brokenness. Yeah. So I want, what I want you to do is, you know, we only have four minutes left, but you can get it in. You, you learn to talk fast when you're around me. Um, <laughs> I just want you to give mamas, because you clearly suffered through some of the worst. You you had years of, well, at least a year of infertility. And, mm-hmm. and so you've gone through pain and loss and hurt. And, and yet you've you, you've reconfigured your life in a way that you think, hey, moms, let, let me tell you that I have figured out the ways to find light in the darkness. So, so why don't you give us, because um, I know you got a ton from the book, but why don't you give us kind of the way you bring that into your relationship with your kids Losing your daddy so early, having had a strained relationship with him, having to have reconcile all that, probably looking forward to the hope of heaven. Mm-hmm. But but tell me how you do that with your kids. Like, how do you bring, look, I found light after the darkness of losing my dad. What do you do that? How do you do that in your parenting? For me, it comes in filling in the gaps of the loss that I felt from my dad. So I am verbose with my words. I tell my kids I love them a thousand times a day. Mm, I, I, you know, am so involved in the day-to-day intricacies of their lives. I am keenly aware of taking advantage of moments and recognizing that things can change very rapidly. And so just really appreciating the moment that we have right now. There's this really interesting thing called entrainment that the way that we are feeling is contagious to the people around us. It's this Dutch physicist figured it out in 1666 when they put two pendulum clocks together and they found that when they're far apart, they would swing at different rates. And when they put them together, they started swinging in sync. And the same thing happens when we are around people, our heart rates actually start syncing up to one another. When we lay our kids down, our breathing rates start sinking up to one another. And I realized they that say, they say women when they get together, men, yeah, are, like yeah. in the dorms or cycles. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Exactly. And so we are responsible for the people around us. The way we are feeling contributes to how they are feeling It's quantum physics. Mm-hmm. It's science. Mm-hmm. And so I'm just keenly aware that when I bring my best self to my parenting and love well, that that is a gift to my kids and that honors my dad and all of the, relationship that we shared for so many years but you also are very wise in your book because you also i want to tell moms who feel like now they have to be loving and say i love you all the time and and be perfect with their kids hey don't go to that place of shame and comparison so don't get turn off the radio and think oh i i'm not like mandy i can't be that great i i I don't do that i've failed for the last 10 years no 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 no. don't have shame do it now do it now and only when you can totally There, there are going to be days when you feel like you can't do it right I think it's about doing your best in that moment, and that doesn't always look like everyone else's best. Sometimes it's all I can do is lay on the couch with my kid and watch a show because I have no energy, and that's the very best I can bring to that moment. 
And so I think shame is useless. I think it's not helpful. It's like a barbed wire blanket. It'll keep you warm, but don't you dare move. Um, And so I just have no tolerance for shame whatsoever. Good. Um, No shame, no comparison. Yes. If you hear anything today, mamas, I hope you hear that. Okay. Um, how do they find the book? Mandy Arioto, Starry Eyed. How do they find it? Anywhere books are sold. Amazon, Barnes and Noble, all of those kinds of places. Okay. God bless you. You're a huge blessing. Thanks. Yeah, Thanks to for having me. Yeah, thank you for all you do as moms. You guys, oh, I love moms. Oh, I brought my little name tag from my very first mom because I <gasps> no cannot. No way. It's like stained. Oh, my gosh. I love that so much. Thank you. It's my little Otis. Well, so would you wear it like on your yes. little? Oh, my gosh. I couldn't throw it away. <laughs> oh, I Thank love it. Thank you. And I thought, I'm going to show Mandy how precious Mops is to me. <laughs> I couldn't throw it away because that, the, oh, you guys brought me to understanding how important motherhood is. Oh. You and God. Yeah. yeah. You did it. So thank you. Here's love a song it. you got to hear. We'll be right back. Jenny from Channel Mom. And if you're a mom, I know that you give your all for your kids. But sometimes it feels like no one even notices what you do. That's why we aim to give back to moms like you through Channel Mom outreach, coffees, and awards. First, our outreach helps moms with marital struggles, parenting issues, depression, and more with help from our amazing partners like Mops and Love and Respect. We also love to reward moms with our One Amazing Mom Award and a grant for single homeless moms. So go to ChannelMom.com to connect with our outreach or simply attend one of our channel mom coffees for inspiration and encouragement finally we want to give moms like you the opportunity to be celebrated at our upcoming neon moms 5k i'd love to have you join me for our fun glow-in-the-dark event with special giveaways please let us support you mom as you support us at the neon moms 5k run walk stroll at clement park in littleton on october 7th at 5 30 p.m just sign up on channelmom.com or through our facebook event page it's Channel Mom Radio with Jenny Dean Schmidt. We're here for you. Hey, welcome back to Channel Mom. I do hope our conversation uh, with Mop's new president, Mandy Arioto, was helpful to you and talking about her new book, Starry Eyed and Light in the Darkness. I happen to have today, I didn't tell you this in the first segment, I have to happen to have my daughter, Georgia Grace, here with us today. She and I are after the show. We're going to go out and have a girly day and go school shopping and try on lotions and potions. That's what we do for girly days. Our very first girly day, do you remember? You, of course, you probably don't remember it, do you, Georgia? Welcome, Georgia. Thank you. <laughs> Glad to be here. <laughs> the very first one, we established a girly day when you were about one and a half. You were darling. You had those kind of ponytails that stick out. And mm-hmm. Daddy and Otis were going to a baseball game because the audience doesn't know this, but your dad has a tradition of taking our son, Otis, to a different, your brother, to a different baseball game in a different arena or stadium, rather, in a different city every year. And so they were doing their thing. And it's for the Minnesota Twins, by the way, because Mike and I grew up in Minnesota. But uh, you and I went out on a girly day and you were one and a half and you were darling and we went shopping and all the ladies loved you and we got treats. And by the end, you were acting sort of spoiled because I was giving you whatever you wanted. Do you have any memory of that? Oh, of course. I remember it. <laughs> She's a little bit of a smart aleck, unlike her mother. Okay, so let's talk about what Mandy was just talking about. I, I, I want moms to have a, a kid perspective on this. 
Um, you're you're just you're you're 13, so you kind of still have memories of those elementary years, um, and but but you also kind of got the teenage thing going on. So when Manny was talking about how it's better to teach your kids to stare fear in the face instead of instead of these haunting, I mean sometimes I make do I make you kind of afraid by all the things I'm trying to protect you from? Oh, kind of. I always just kind of have irrational fears. Well, explain an irrational fear. Like I don't have fear of heights. I have like a fear of a mountain lion attacking me when I'm taking my dog out. But is that because of me? <laughs> I don't know. Because <laughs> I went through a fear of that for a while. Yeah, it's we, probably because of you. It's all your fault. Okay, well, but it, we live at 9,000 feet. So when, when we go outside, it is a possibility that the mountain lion will be waiting there to eat our dog. So I used to tell the kids, be careful for mountain lions when you take the dogs out. Uh, but that's not – I, I want to teach moms how or, or, or help them, not teach them, but help them to a place where they recognize how their fear impacts their child. So, so I made you sort of afraid of mountain lions. Now, have I ever made you feel, I'm like, what could I do to make you less afraid or feel more brave or not, not make your decisions based on fear, but rather make your decisions based on, on trusting God and what you're capable of doing. I mean, how how should I change my approach in your estimation as a kid? Um, just don't like, don't say stuff like that. (laughs) <laughs> don't don't be like okay be careful the mountain lion might get you okay but shouldn't i give you like ready? like you should warn me if it's if it's truly dangerous yeah if there's like a guy running after me with a knife that would be a good time to tell me <laughs> but so so is, is there such a thing as a mom over anticipating what could hurt hurt their child yes yeah and have i done that <laughs> yes. I think I have. Um, okay. What about staring fear in the face? So so our family went through a, a lot of death for about two or three years where we lost a lot of close friends and relatives and just af- one after the other. And my kids, I remember waking up one day and my kids said, Mommy, when is it going to stop? Uh, and I, th- I think it made you, I don't know, you, both of you have a strong faith in God. So I don't know that you've ever have been afraid of death per se, but I think you got afraid of a tragedy. Uh, every morning when you woke up. Mm-hmm. What about this idea that Mandy gave of staring fear in the face? I mean, what? how would you translate that? Or how could a parent, as a kid, again, I understand moms today that I'm bringing you a 13-year-old's perspective, but I think sometimes it's good to get into the mind of our children. Um, what would make you more brave? Uh, would, would, would looking the fear in the face, would, would being able to tell me what it f- scares you and then having us walk through it together and, and to look at it Tell me if that would help. Oh, well, that's hard to do. Like, it's not easy to just, you know, face your fears. But what if I were there and we went through it, the scenario, and we talked about it? Would would that help to just take the hairy scariness out of it or not? Would you rather just it be secret? Um, well, don't really. (laughs) Um, I think it would be probably better to pick it apart. And just, like, see if it's even, like, if it's not a stupid fear. Okay. Because some fears are just stupid, like my fear of bees. Yeah, you have a crazy fear of bees. She's not even allergic, ladies and gentlemen, but she's afraid of them. Okay, last thing, and then I want to give mom some tips uh, about ways to change your perspective and refuel your perspective 
if in addition to what Mandy said, you know, there are a lot of moms that struggle with pain and fear and exhaustion and and wanting to be better than they are. And and I want to help get you to that next level today and and in the way that you're mothering and in the way you're living your life. Um, you know how Mandy talked about this thing called I think entrainment. She said it's science, people. It, uh, it was something to do with quantum physics. And she said that they found that when they put two pendulum clocks together, pendulum clocks, they ended up syncing up. And they said that uh, when you're with your friend or something, that your heart rates can sync up. Or when you lay your children down to sleep, um, that that can occur. Breathing rates can, can end up being in tandem. It says if, if – what is the saying on the plaque? If mom's unhappy, ain't nobody happy, something like that. There's some plaque that people put in their houses. What about you syncing up with me as a kid, you know, from 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 the time you can remember age four to, to now age 13? What kind of a uh, impact does my mom attitude, my mom feeling, my mom fear? Do you sync up with me if I'm not if I'm not doing well in a day? Tell me about that. Oh, yeah, for sure. Like if I get home from school and you're just not feeling good or you're sick or something, I automatically get, like, sad. I just don't feel maybe as happy as I was feeling um, before. But if you're if you're really cheerful when I get home, and maybe even if I was having a bad day at school or something, sometimes you can make me happier. Feel better. Yeah. So moms should be aware that their mood almost always affects their child. Yeah, but that doesn't mean that they can, you know, never be unhappy because they would probably go crazy. That's that's a good point. Thank you for saying that, Georgia, because I don't want to give moms shame. So is it okay that I sometimes am sad? I mean, th- th- does that work for you as long as as long as I'm honest about it? And then I, I, you know, does that does it work for you to know that I'm not always happy? Yeah, because I mean, if you only ever showed me that you were happy and you never like were sad around me or frustrated. How am I supposed to deal with that when I'm, like, older? Or even now, if I get frustrated, I'm going to think it's weird because if you never showed me, I'm going to be like, what's wrong with me? Mm-hmm. So you need to see the sadness or the hardship and then watch me walk through it. Mm-hmm. But don't be grumpy every day. <laughs> don't. I'm not, am I? Don't no, no. <laughs> You're happy most of the time. Okay, thank you for that little PR from my daughter, Georgia Grace. Georgia, thank you for that honest conversation. I hope that was helpful for some moms to get some insights. Thank you. Did you enjoy being on the radio with mom? Please say yes. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. That's good advice. I hope some moms were able to take that away today. Whether your kids are 4 or 14, uh, they do pay attention to you. But they do need to see you work through stuff. I find that just today I was I was having a lesson with Georgia, and I was tempted to be upset about something or angry about something and tell somebody off. And then I said to her, but what, what do you think God would want? And we got to the conclusion that God would rather that I be forgiving and humble. And and so then she got to watch me be that way with this person. And and so she saw me work it out and go through being angry and upset and wanting to tell them off and then work it out with, I'm hoping, some humility. Okay. I want to get to a couple other quick points of business and some help for you. I found this um, from somebody at uh, the Women in the Mix. And uh, her name, it's it's hard to say, but Brit. Brit uh Steuven PR and she says these are five ways to refill your perspectives take a break number one shake up your normal number two I love the take a break one sometimes I just really need to completely change my perspective to get over how bad I'm feeling 
Number three, unplug. Unplug from the stuff that's making you compare yourselves to other people or feel bad about yourself or whatever. Number four, immerse yourself in something that is worthwhile. And finally, daydream on purpose. Sometimes that, that can just make you feel better when you start to daydream about your life. Okay, I want you to know, this is everything, moms. I mean, mothering is so, so important. Of course, there are other things. For me, God comes first, family comes second, and then the, all the other stuff comes third. But but your mothering is immensely important to the world, and we want you to know that. The world won't tell you that. They'll tell you that you need to be in a big, fat house, and then you need to to be able to fit into a tiny little dress. They, they'll tell you that you need to make a six-figure salary, and that you need to, to look like a million bucks till you're 68 or beyond. Uh, and, and they don't tell you that you that it's important that you're a good mama and that you pay attention to your motherhood. They don't lift that up as glamorous at all. So that is why we are here, and we have experts and authors and all kinds to help you. Uh, next week, we are going to oh, – actually, what are we doing next week? I, don't, I think we're going to help you with your marriage next week. I think, I think that's what's coming up next week. But we want to help you with all the things we offer on our Facebook page, at Channel Mom. Please come like us and get advice there. Please go to our Twitter at uh, Twitter. We do all kinds of things to help moms. We have a One Amazing Mom Award. Please nominate a mom you know on Facebook, and she'll get prizes and be recognized and feel good about her mothering, I hope. We do an award for homeless moms where we give them a grant when they graduate from the homeless shelter. We speak in prisons. Please invite me to speak. I'd love to speak to anybody that you know uh, that's a mom in prison. We just want to help you. Ways that you can help us, please come to our Neon Moms 5K on October 7th in Clement Park. You can sign up at channelmom.com under our events pages. Please go out there. I'd love to give you a big old hug as a mom. Our Neon Moms 5K on October 7th of this year. You can walk, run, or stroll. And also our Channel Mom Coffees. We've got one coming up with Mandy Arioto, the president of Mops. She's going to speak to moms and encourage you and love you and have her books available. It's going to be awesome. Please sign up for that on our events at uh, Channel Mom on our Facebook page. And finally, we'd love to have you partner with us. Please help us on ChannelMom.com. Donate. Even if it's 10 bucks a month, you'll be helping us help other moms like you. God bless you. Thank you, Georgia. Thank you, Don. Production extraordinaire. Have a great weekend. If you enjoy what you hear on Channel Mom Radio, and if you believe the media should be doing more to support moms and encourage families, then why don't you come alongside the efforts of Channel Mom? We'd like to offer you our partner package today. We'll send you a Channel Mom's Best Tips for Moms, as well as a beautiful bling t-shirt when you sign up to be a partnering monthly donor at ChannelMom.com. We live in a world that demeans the importance of moms and belittles the value of family. Research shows the family is breaking down in America. But Channel Mom aims to stop the family breakdown, starting with the moms. We depend on our donors to help us, to put this show on the air, and to do outreach for mothers on the ground, supporting them in their parenting, marriages, addiction issues, and more. So become a Channel Mom partner today and be a part of the change you want to see for mothers and families. Just go to ChannelMom.com and click on Give to CM and you'll see our donate button there. From the moms at Channel Mom, thank you. And may God bless each mom and her family.